Well, hey, good morning. It is Tuesday, January 17th, 2023. Tuesday, January 17th, 2023. Slava Ukraine, Heroium Slava. I, you know what? I don't watch basketball very much. I'm not really into sports. Uh, but <laughs> uh, LeBron James was uh, in a game. And this kid comes up to him. Uh, I think a 19-year-old ball player. And comes up to him and says... You know, you played against my dad, or something like that, in in, uh, in your in your first season. Don't you feel old? <laughs> LeBron James uh, didn't really clap back, but he did make forty eight points uh, that game yesterday. Um, and 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 that's how he got back at him. He said, "You call me old? I give you forty eight points." Wow. Uh, yeah, uh, LeBron James is uh, just like 300 points shy of the all-time record for uh, points scored in a career by, I believe, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, uh, which would be 38,000, like five or 600, something like that. Uh, so LeBron James is easily going to pass that in a, in a few games. And I, and I wonder if Kareem's going to be there because he's like 75 years old, but he's still around. That would be interesting. It'd be interesting if he showed up at the game to watch his uh, record fall. I'd love to see that. That would be interesting. Like I said, not a basketball fan. I just thought it was funny that a, that a, that a 19-year-old called him out for being old. And, he, and he's like, yeah, I'll show you old. Here's your 48 points. <laughs> PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Uh, tell your friends to Google Political Views TV Podcast, and I'll show up right at the top of the search. Man, do I appreciate you for coming every day. It's very nice of you. Uh, if you can, bring someone with you today or tomorrow and tweet to me. Questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. And as usual, let's start with uh, the war in Ukraine. Got more on the war in Ukraine than we do on the uh, rest of the world. President Volodymyr Zelensky has called on the Organization for Security and Cooperation in Europe, OSCE, to do more about Ukrainians, he says, have been forcibly taken to Russia. And we've talked about this many times. It's a war crime, actually, to take children away from their home country. Um, Zelensky said yesterday, no international organization has found the strength to gain access to the places of detention of our prisoners in Russia yet, this must be corrected. The U.S. State Department estimated last year that between 900,000 and 1.6 million Ukrainian citizens, including 260,000 children, have been forcibly deported into Russian territory. Russia denies deportation and says those arriving are war refugees. In November, the country's emergency ministry said some 4.8 million Ukrainians, including 712,000 children, have had arrived in Russia since February. And it is uh, that forced deportation is a war crime. That is a war crime. <coughs> Speaking of war crimes, up from 30, search and rescue efforts had have ended in Ukraine's central city of Dnipro, 
where a missile strike on an apartment block killed at least 44 civilians in one of the war's deadliest attacks. Uh, President Zelensky says the attack on Dnipro and Russian, uh, Russia's attempts to gain the initiative in the war underscore the need for the West to speed up decision-making in supplying weapons. And we'll get to that in a second. Ole- uh, Alexei Danilov, Secretary of Ukraine's Security Council, also said last night the need for an acceleration in weapons supplies because the government expects Russia to attempt to make a so-called final push. You know, Russia running low on arms. They're going to have to do something pretty soon. The state emergency services said 20 people were still unaccounted for after Saturday's attack and that 44 confirmed dead, including five children. 39 people had been rescued from the rubble and a total of 79 had been hurt. Uh, in, uh, at that um, attack in Dnipro. Ukraine, uh, Ukrainian presidential advisor Alexei Arestovich has tendered his resignation after a public outcry over comments he made suggesting a Russian missile that killed those dozens of people uh, in Dnipro had been shot down by Ukraine. Uh, Arestovich, uh, uh, Ukraine does not have the missiles to shoot, shoot down that um, cruise missile that was sent. Uh, Resovich wrote in a, f- a post on Facebook, I offer my sincere apologies to the victims and their relatives, the residents of Dnipro, and everyone who was deeply hurt by my prematurely erroneous version of the reason for the Russian missile strike, uh, striking a residential building. In other words, Ukraine is saying no, because Russia was claiming that Ukraine shot it down, that's why it hit the apartment building. But Ukraine's saying they don't have the missiles to shoot it down. It couldn't have been that way. Well, uh, Arustovich jumped the gun and said that uh, Ukraine shot it down. Uh, and they're saying, no, that did not happen. I don't know why he should have to uh, step down because of that. It's a mistake. Of course, we cannot confirm or deny that um, uh, Ukraine did not shoot it down. So I don't know what's going on. Ukrainian military analyst Ole, Z- oh man, Zhdanov Zdanov said on YouTube that Russia launched more than 70 rockets targeting its territory in the past 24 hours. <clears throat> it said Russian forces shelled more than 15 settlements near the city of Bakhmut in the eastern Donetsk region, including the salt mining town of Solodar, where Russia and Ukraine have waged fierce trench warfare for weeks. He said very heavy fighting is continuing in the two key sectors of Bakhmut and Avdivka. We are trying to maintain our positions. Russian troops are active at night. We are in great need of night vision equipment. <coughs> Hopefully we can get them some. Russian installed authorities in Ukraine's eastern Donetsk region say they are in control of Solodar, repeating their earlier claim about the salt mining town where <clears throat> that intense fighting has been taking place. They said in a post on Telegram, on the territory of the Donetsk People's Republic, Russian troops liberated Solodar. Uh, Russia said on Friday its forces had taken control of Solodar, but Zelensky said later that fighting for Solodar and other eastern towns and cities was continuing. So we're still unsure of what's going on. A former commander of Russia's Wagner mercenary group, 
who fought in Ukraine, says he has fled to Norway and is seeking asylum after deserting in fear for his life. And uh, you know what? I would say this is a big win for the Eastern Alliance because this guy is going to have some good intelligence, probably, and uh, he's going to have some proof of war crimes. Andrei, uh, Andre Medvedev, who joined the group on July 6, 2022, with a four-month contract, said in a video posted by the uh, uh, by the Gulagu.net rights group that he had crossed the border with Norway before being detained by Norwegian police. <coughs> Medvedev, an orphan who joined the Russian army and served time in prison before joining Wagner, said from Oslo he had slipped away from the group after witnessing the killing of captured defectors from Wagner. The Norwegian Directorate of Immigration and Andre Medvedev's lawyer confirmed yesterday that the 26-year-old was seeking protection in the Nordic nation, which shares a 96-kilometer uh, uh, land border with Russia. Uh, so, yeah, this this should be interesting. We're, we're probably going to get I hope we get a lot of stuff from this guy. Uh, Serbian President Alexander Vucic has called on Russia to crack down on alleged efforts by the Wagner Group to recruit Serbs to fight in Ukraine. Vucic criticized Russian websites and social media groups for publishing advertisements in the Serbian language in which the paramilitary group called for volunteers to join its ranks. Vucic said late yesterday in a broadcast, Why do you... From Wagner, call anyone from Serbia when you know that it's against our regulations. Apparently, in uh, Serbia, uh, law prohibits citizens from fighting in conflicts abroad. So, uh, if they if they uh, if they recruit anybody from Serbia, they would violate the constitution. <clears throat> Kiev Mayor Vitali, can I bow a by a vowel? Klitschko says he held talks with German Vice Chancellor Robert Habeck on further support and assistance for Ukraine, including the supply of weapons from its Western ally. Uh, Klitschko wrote on the Telegram, uh, positive, uh, on Telegram, you know, the, the app, positive decisions have been made, good news coming soon. He gave no details of the meeting which took place while the two were attending the World Economic Forum in the Swiss resort of Davos. Now, a lot of stuff is going on there, <coughs> specifically about Germany. Uh, several of the Germ uh, Germany's European allies have ramped up the pressure on Chancellor Olaf Scholz to allow the supply of German-made Leopard tanks to Ukraine. Uh, Polish President Andrzej, uh, Andrzej uh, Duda said at a panel at the World Economic Forum in Davos, we hope uh, and are trying to organize bigger support for Ukraine. We hope a few partners, allies, will give tanks to Ukraine. Lithuanian President uh, Gitanas Naseda said he strongly believes Germany will provide Ukraine with leopard tanks. Naseda said, we don't have the luxury for such delays. It must be done fast. Finland's foreign, and, and now's a good time because the ground is solid and they could use those tanks. Uh, Finland's foreign minister has said he is hopeful a decision will be made to supply German-made leopard tanks to Ukraine, adding his country stands ready to supply the units. Uh, Pekka Havist said, We are currently in intensive discussion 
on what more we can do as the European Union and Nordic countries to help Ukraine. The discussion is going on about the Leopard tanks. I hope this decision will be made real and Finland definitely is ready to play its part in that support. There's a lot of a lot of focus on Germany, okay? Because it is the manufacturer of the Leopard 2 tank, which is not just a model that Germany has stocks of, but many other European countries do have stocks of them. But they are not allowed to give those tanks to Ukraine without Germany's permission. So this is what it's all about. This is what everybody's talking about there. After Christine uh, Lambert offered a resignation in Germany, Chancellor Olaf Scholz has offered Interior Minister of Lower Saxony, Boris Pistorius, the Ministry of Defense position. The appointment comes within a day of Lambrecht's resignation. Pistorius will hit the ground running in his new position with Chief Ally U.S. Secretary of uh, Defense Lloyd Austin set to visit Berlin this week. Uh, the partners earlier this month issued joint statements committing to bolster the military support to Ukraine through a $3 billion aid package. Berlin pledged to supply up to 40 martyr infantry fighting vehicles and a Patriot defense missile system to Kyiv, while Washington vowed to contribute with, uh, uh, with 50 Bradley fighting vehicles, which are, you know, they're like tanks, but with smaller guns. <clears throat> the United States has imposed visa restrictions on 25 Belarusian nationals for what it says is President Alexander Lukashenko's repression of the country's people and their democratic aspirations. Uh, the U.S. Department of State said in a statement, we will not stand by as this regime continues to harass and repress peaceful protesters. The democratic opposition, journalists, unionists, activists, human rights defenders, and everyday Belarusians. Uh, now remember, when uh, Lukashenko uh, ran for president, he suppressed any other opposition, and that's why he stayed president, just much like Viktor Orban in Hungary. Uh, Finland's smoking hot prime minister, Santa Marin, has said, I think the only message that we need to send is that we will support Ukraine as long as needed. One year, two years, five years, 10 years, 15 years. So, take that, Russia. Uh, Finland's smoking hot prime minister has said that she will stick with Ukraine. And boy, is she smoking hot. Uh, Ursula von der Leyen, the president of the European Commission, has accused Russia of carrying out atrocious war crimes in Ukraine and called for a special tribunal to be formed to investigate and prosecute them. At the World Economic Forum in the Swiss resort of Davos, where everybody is right now, von der Leyen, well, most everybody, von der Leyen said Russia's offensive requires a strong reaction from the global community. She said, because this is not only a fight for Ukraine of survival and defending its sovereignty, and territory, but it's also a fight of democracy against autocracy and for the respect of international law. Therefore, we, the European Union, think this, is, this needs a special tribunal. She said, Russia cannot get away with what it's done to the Ukrainian people. Uh, Andriy Yermak, head of the Ukrainian presidential staff, said in Davos, we will not forgive a single act of torture or life taken. Each criminal will be held accountable. 
Russia, man, I tell you, Russia is in deep doo-doo. That's an official term. Joining NATO is not easy, but Sweden and Finland have already done much of what would be required. Uh, The sticking point for Turkey was what they considered to be terrorists that are still in those countries. Turkey laid it out. Sweden and Finland must deport or extradite up to 130 terrorists to Turkey before the Turkish parliament will approve their bids to join NATO. Now, you know what? I think a fair uh, medium is uh, for uh, Sweden and Finland to uh, possibly jail these people for Turkey. That would be fair. Uh, because ending up in a Turkish prison is not... Uh, uh, they have they have some human rights violations. Let's just say that. Uh, the uh, two Nordic states applied last year to join NATO following Russia's invasion of Ukraine, but their bids must be approved by all 30 NATO member states. Uh, of course, the other country is the budding fascist, Viktor Orban in Hungary. That's the other country that has not approved it, Turkey and Hungary. Turkey has said Sweden, in particular, must first take a clearer stance against what it sees as terrorists, mainly Kurdish militants, and a group it blames for a 2016 coup attempt. Well, hey, if you weren't such a uh, fascist and friend of Russia, maybe there wouldn't be any coup attempts. Uh, Erdogan said in comments late on Sunday, Erdogan, the guy that sounds like he's a Lord of the Rings uh, character, villain, He said, we said, look, so if you don't hand over your terrorists to us, we can't pass it, Uh, uh, meaning the approval of the NATO application, uh, through the parliament anyway. For this to pass the parliament, first of all, you have to hand more than 100, around 130 of these terrorists to us. But time is running out for Turkey's parliament to ratify the bids before presidential and parliamentary elections expected in May. I'm not sure what will happen with a new parliament, but it could be a way for uh, forward for Sweden and Finland. We will see what will happen. Uh, they might be putting it off until then. Now that I have your attention, let's move on. Let's try and fix the rest of the world. Only a few more pages to go. <clears throat> you figure six minutes a page. That's that's what it ends up being when I'm when I'm reading it because I should be five minutes a page should be four minutes a page but I go off on these tangents you know how I am uh, the president of the European Commissioner uh, Commission Ursula von der Leyen said earlier today her institution was drafting a new law targeting the region's green industries hoping to make Europe the home of clean tech and innovation at the World Economic Forum in Davos she said. We will put forward a new net zero industry act. The aim will be to focus investment on strategic projects along the entire supply chain. We will especially look at how to simplify and fast track permitting for new clean tech production sites. We need to create a regulatory environment that allows us to scale up fast and to create conducive conditions for sectors crucial to reaching net zero. This includes wind, heat pump, solar, clean hydrogen storage, and others. And this could all be modeled after the Inflation Reduction Act that Biden pushed through. But the European Commission 
The executive arm of the EU has previously said there are serious concerns about the design of the financial incentives in the package. Speaking of the the Inflation Reduction Act. The EU and the U.S. have been at odds for several months following Washington's decision to grant tax credits to citizens buying electric cars made in North America. Uh, This poses a threat to investments in Europe and has led uh, European companies to consider potentially relocating stateside. The EU, of course, wants to be able to benefit from the IRA and the Treasury Department in December issued guidance that would allow them to benefit in some ways. Biden was still accused of protectionism. Uh, while the discussions with the U.S. continue, von der Leyen wants to cut red tape in Europe and step up green investments. And you know what? I can't think of anything better to fight about between the EU and the U.S. other than who can make more money getting greener. This is a good thing. Let's, let's fight amongst each other to accomplish this. I like this. Uh, so here in the U.S., <clears throat> Uh, The debt ceiling fight is coming with fiscally irresponsible Republicans driving the car while tax... uh, They're driving right towards a cliff. Right towards a cliff. That's where we're going. That's that's what you're going to hear on the news. Republicans driving a car right towards a cliff, the economic car. Uh, While tax breaks for the wealthy are definitely off the table with the GOP in charge, you can expect to see cuts of course, to food programs, social security, health care, and anything else the poor depend on. They don't want to cut the rich. They want to cut the poor. Ultra-conservative lawmakers insist they don't want the country to default, but their conditions for raising the debt limit are unlikely to be accepted by the Democratic-led Senate or President Biden. If Republicans demand to defend the wealthy and fail to come to agreements with Democrats and Joe Biden, the full faith in the U.S. ability to pay their debt will come into question. The range of consequences include a stock market crash, a recession, higher interest rates for consumers, a weaker dollar, a U.S. credit downgrade, and a government unable to meet all its obligations from funding the military to providing Social Security benefits. Congress will have to raise the debt ceiling, which Republicans will refuse. Those crazy, right-wing, far-right Republicans. Uh, Further right than McCarthy, believe it or not. Democrats may... and, and, and. McCarthy himself is going to be a problem. Uh, Democrats may just give them enough rope to hang themselves in the next election. Wouldn't it be nice if you you and I could raise our own debt ceiling like the United States does, right? Wouldn't that be nice? Uh, I, You know, raise my debt ceiling to $100 million, then I could borrow up to $100 million and, and fix everything in my life. Wouldn't that be nice? Uh, And by the way, the first thing Republicans did when they took power was remove income because of they removed the IRS enforcement, which made it worse. Officially, the U.S. is expected to hit the borrowing limit on Thursday. After that, the Treasury Department will use extraordinary measures to keep paying the bills, which is expected to continue until early next year. By the way, the Treasury Department... 
They're responsible for paying Congress. I think the first bill they should cut is congressional pay, specifically to Republicans. See how they like it? Uh, that, but it means some government funding will end and things will stop being paid for. Uh, you know, possibly museums will close on Museum Row in D.C. Uh, conservative lawmakers say that as part of their negotiations to allow McCarthy the speakership, it secured assurances to include major spending cuts to balance the federal budget in any debt limit increase and to enforce that. They've secured other rule changes that give a small group of members the power to remove McCarthy. The House new rules adopted by Republicans last week require an explicit vote to increase U.S. borrowing authority, eliminating an end run that Congress has previously used to fast track it. So what's going to happen is McCarthy, a guy that doesn't want to increase the debt limit without making serious cuts, is is not going to bow to far right. Uh, wing Republicans who want to make even more serious cuts because he knows Democrats won't go for it and neither will Biden. That will cause the United States to default. That will cause the government to shut down partially. And uh, well, it won't default yet. The government will shut down partially first. And people will get pissed at Republicans. So we'll see what happens. So what do you do next? Let's say, as a Trump Republican, let's say, you ran for office as a state representative in New Mexico, but you lost handily, 26% to 74%. You lost really bad. That was embarrassing, right? Uh, Solomon Pena, a, a Republican former candidate for New Mexico State House, was arrested by the Albuquerque police yesterday in connection with a string of recent drive-by shootings targeting the homes of Democratic lawmakers. There was an arrest after a traffic stop. The police searched the vehicle and found fentanyl and weapons. One of the guns matched bullets fired at the House of, uh, uh, House of State Senator Linda Lopez less than an hour before the traffic stop. Apparently, Pena was an election denier who hired four men to shoot at state elected officials in their homes and businesses. The Albuquerque Metropolitan Detention Center listed several counts, including conspiracy to commit felony, shooting at dwellings or occupied buildings, and shooting from a vehicle. Pena allegedly hired the men to carry out the shootings of the elected officials, all Democrats, and gave out the politicians' addresses over the phone by texts. Yeah, uh, he's going to prison for a long time. Uh, he was allegedly, I believe he was also at the January 6th uh, insurrection. I believe he was there too, allegedly. I, I, I'm not sure. Uh, if you're in Wyoming, are you embarrassed? Are you embarrassed to be from Wyoming? I hear it's a beautiful state. But if you're in Wyoming, you are going backwards in time. You are not running towards the future. While most states want to be all electric by 2035 for their vehicles sold, the Republican state legislature in Wyoming, (coughs) this is amazing, uh, introduced a bill that will phase out the sale of new 
electric vehicles in Wyoming by 2035, citing the importance of the oil and natural gas industry to the state, as well as the current lack of adequate charging infrastructure and the cost to build it, and the unsuitability uh, of EVs on the state's long stretches of highway. You know, you could put you could put uh, uh, charging stations all over the place. They they could be in the middle in the middle of the road somewhere. They could be they could just you know be at rest areas. They could be anywhere, and you could the state could be making money off of these. Ah, this is insane. The bill also describes the proliferation of electric vehicles at the expense of gas-powered vehicles as having a negative impact on both the economies of Wyoming and the United States. Okay, well, since the entire industry is going electric, it seems you may not have a car to sell by 2035. You'll be like Cuba. You'll have all these old cars you're trying to keep on the road. Should the bill pass into law, there won't necessarily be a ban on the sale of EVs in Wyoming. Uh, as one of the clauses states, the legislature would only encourage the ban and express it as a goal. Must be embarrassing to be a resident of Wyoming right now, right? What do you think? Anyway. Uh, that's it. Short one. Under 30 minutes. Isn't that something? Uh, thanks for listening. Tuesday, January 17th, 2023. Tuesday, January 17th, 2023. Man, do I appreciate you so much. Bring someone with you if you can today or tomorrow. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Tweet to me questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops. C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. And remember, always remember, Government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget that. I'm Peter Lawrence, reporting from Los Angeles.